Christ is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. You may be seated. So I want to pick up right where I just left off in the Gospel of John. I want to read you a little bit more of the Easter story. Peter and John went back, but it says, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she wept. As she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, She turned, and she said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I can connect with Mary and her grieving and her weeping. I know many of us can. Three weeks ago tomorrow, we lost my father. And first, I just wanted to take a moment on a personal note and to thank all of you, God's people here at Trinity, for all of the amazing love that you've poured out upon me and my family, for the countless notes and cards that you've sent our way, for above all for your prayers. You know, as a pastor, you know that it is your calling and it's your responsibility to care for the people that God entrusts to you. But when those people turn the tables and they bring so much care and love to you like you all do for me and for my family, you are all such a gift. I don't tell you enough, you are such a gift. And I love you so much. Thank you, thank you for being my family. Thank you for loving my family so much. You've helped us so much in these days of mourning. You've given us strength and so much comfort. And I think probably almost all of us here know what my family has just gone through. You've experienced it. You've been there. If you haven't, you will. Death cannot be avoided. We know that. Neither can grief. And the reason why we grieve, quite obviously, is because we love. We love, and then our loved ones are lost. So, of course, our grief isn't wrong. It's, it's absolutely unavoidable. But it can be dangerous because it can cause me to turn inward in my loss and in my devastation. And that leaves me, that me, leaves me isolated and alone. That's why Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians 4.13, do not grieve as those who have no hope. Yes, we grieve. We can't not grieve. But we grieve as Christians. We grieve with hope. Mary grieves and she weeps because she loves Jesus. But she'd also lost hope. She thought she was never going to see Jesus again. She was, as we would say, stuck in her grief. Her tears were blinding her. The angels and Jesus both try to shake her out of it, as you heard. Woman, why are you weeping? Because in those tears, she can't recognize Jesus. She is turned literally, but also figuratively, towards the grave. 
It's only when Jesus calls her by name and says, Mary, that she turns fully to him and recognizes him, finally sees him through all of those tears. It's when she finally turns away from the grave and looks at Jesus. It wasn't just a physical move. It was actually a move of her heart. And so we can imagine her great joy just grabbing onto Jesus. She probably like almost tackled him down, right? And then Jesus says this strange thing. Don't cling to me. Don't cling to me. Aren't we supposed to cling to Jesus, right? Aren't we supposed to? But you see, Mary was clinging to the old Jesus, the Jesus that she knew before the cross. She wants to go back to the way things were before. But now Jesus is resurrected and he's glorified and he's on the move. Jesus is homeward bound. And see, that's where we get stuck in our grief. We want to cling to what was, but what was, and now it's lost to us. If, if only we could go back, but, but we can't. And see, it's not just death itself. We're always grieving in this world because we're always experiencing loss. Those of you who are parents, as your kids get older, your heart starts to ache and you say, oh, I just wish they were little still. That's my wife and my kids. We take a Milky Family adventure and then the handful of days afterwards, I'm like in a deep depression because it's over. Every beautiful moment and every beautiful thing and every beautiful person that comes our way is eventually lost to us. And we can't go back. Death is always there. Speaking of which, I turned 50 this week. Half a century, right? But I told my kids, I said, hey, no worries. I'm living to be 100, so I got half my life in front of me still. It's all good, right? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> now, the look behind me, I have no doubt is a lot longer than the look that's in front of me now. And see, that plays with your mind, doesn't it? Be honest, it plays with your mind when you get to this point. Because like Mary, what we want to do is we want to cling. It feels like life is slipping through our fingers and we are trying desperately to hold on. But why do we do that? This is not our home. This world is dying, and someday it'll be completely gone. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of tears. But, but we're traveling. That's the point. We're traveling. We're on the way. We're on our way, friends. Why would we cling to this? As we journey through this world, God in His goodness brings beautiful people into our lives and beautiful experiences and moments that go through life. And he does that because they're all meant to be a taste of what's coming our way. But if we cling to them, that's where we get stuck. In fact, we turn them into our idols. Instead, what we have to do is receive them as gifts for that moment. And then we got to let go. we got to move forward. We can't cling these moments of beauty that we experience on the path of life here, compared, no matter how intensely exhilarating they might be, they might be just great moments of our lives, but compared to what's coming, you know what they are? They're just breadcrumbs on the path. 
leading us home to an unimaginable, sumptuous feast. We must never believe, my friends, that the best is behind us and now it's lost to us. No, 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 no. The best is always in front of us because we are homeward bound. We're headed to our true home of heaven. And it's all because of this day, this resurrection day, that Mary Magdalene and each and every one of us has been given a brand new Jesus. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And by His death and by His resurrection, He has opened the way home for us, the way back to heaven, which is the place that we're really aching for and we can never find it in this life. Yeah, the way home is through death and it's through loss. The way home is through a world that is passing away. And without Jesus, that's all there would be. But in Jesus now, everything that dies will rise again. And not rise to go back to the way it once was. No, 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 no. Now glorified. It rises to be glorified and eternal and immortal. This is what Paul was driving at in our Colossians reading. We've already died, friends, with Jesus in our baptism. All who then die with Jesus will rise with him. So Paul says, when Jesus, who is our life, the very reason why we live, when he returns and appears in glory, we shall rise and appear in glory with him. So in the meantime, he says, set your mind, set your eyes, set your heart, set the entire orientation of your life not on this earth, where everything dies. Don't stop on the path and try to stay put. Don't look back. Don't try to go back. Don't try to make this your home. Don't cling. Instead, set your mind, your eyes, your heart, your entire life towards your true home, towards heaven. Move forward. We're homeward bound. So Mary, Jesus says, don't cling to me. Go tell my brothers. This is interesting because it's the only time in John's gospel where Jesus calls those disciples his brothers. What it means is that this risen one, the glorious, eternal, immortal one, he's our brother. He's our brother. And it means then that his father is our Father, that we are family. So, Mary, don't cling to me. Go tell my brothers that I am ascending to my Father and your Father. I'm homeward bound. I'm ascending to my home and to your home. Can you think of anything more beautiful? Of all the things on earth, is anything more beautiful? Imagine with me right now our homecoming. Imagine it with me. There's Jesus, our brother, ready to welcome us. And our Father who loves us and says, you are my dearly loved sons and daughters. And the Spirit who comes and floods our hearts with love we can't even begin to imagine. And then the rest of our family. My dad. Your loved ones. All the saints. Mary Magdalene. 
Peter, John, all the disciples, the whole family, they're all there. It's going to take all of eternity to meet them all, to know them and be known by them and to love them and to be loved by them. It's going to take eternity to become that family, to, to be home. This is going to sound a little odd, but it was, it was a real gift to me to be at my father's bedside when Jesus called him home. It was a privilege because I got to hold his hand when Jesus came to take him by the hand and take him to his heavenly home. And of course there were tears, you betcha. <laughs> there were lots of tears. And then I stepped back and I looked at his body and those tears became tears of joy and immense gratitude. And a word sort of spontaneously welled up within me. One word. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, my dad, I love you. I love you, and I miss you. I am so grateful for everything we experience in this world together. But you're home. And I'm homeward bound. We're all homeward bound, friends. Thanks be to Jesus. Glory, glory, glory.